Dig up that old fossil. We'll get to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. I've got something for to play for you, Kenton, off the bat. I want right. you to listen to this. Everything that has transpired has done so according to my design. Your friends up there on the sanctuary moon are walking into a trap, as is your rebel fleet. It was I who allowed the Alliance to know the location of the shield generator. It is quite safe from your pitiful little bed. An entire legion of my best troops await them. Oh, I'm afraid the deflected shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> was that was that a cameo? No, it's actually a guy doing a Gilbert Gottfried impression. <laughs> it's not Gilbert. It sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, it's pretty good. It is very good. And I thought that first of all, I know you love Gilbert Gottfried, and I know you love that uh, that performance. I love it. In, in, in Return of the Jedi by the Emperor. So I thought that would be a good uh, way to kick off the podcast today. But lots of news, uh, lots of Star Wars news in the last few weeks since we did our last episode. Uh, we've got casting news, the Obi-Wan series. They announced the cast of that uh, last week. So we're going to talk about that. I watched The Caravan of Courage. Star Wars Vintage is on Disney+. Plus. They called it Star Wars Vintage. I love it. Is it isn't yes, like the original is. Star Wars? Isn't it all vintage? Like really, if you think about it, the original trilogy is vintage. Like any what, what like anything made before 1997 is vintage. Like how do they determine what is vintage? I thought they were going to call it something like please don't watch this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> For fans only. Well, well it is because I don't think they wanted us I don't think they wanted us uh I don't think that's their favorite stuff to for to market. Just for the same reason they they didn't put the whole holiday special there i think they gave in to fan demand and they put it on there but i think all when all said and done they really want us to be looking at the other stuff don't you yeah well i think it's a matter of part, partly it's a matter of like hey we've just got this content sitting here we might as well make some money off it and get it people out there for people um because it's just sitting in a in a you know vault presumably or somewhere um i did watch caravan of courage uh and i do want to talk about it and i, I well i'll start by saying it's not as bad as you made it out to seem like it was i'll say it's that terrible it's Come not on. that bad it's not that bad and I'll, I'll tell you why because um it's it helps i think you helped me actually you helped me come into it with the right frame of mind because you, you said it's for kids and if you go into it without yeah. thinking in mind that that it is for kids then you will enjoy it more than any other star wars thing that you go into right because there are some aspects of it yeah, that are pretty bad. I mean, the 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 costumes for one. Oh man, there was or uh, that's probably my biggest complaint about the whole thing was that the costumes those those Ewoks do not look like Ewoks. They look like guys in suits, unfortunately. And and uh, in in the movie in Return of the Jedi, they made them look real. The Ewoks look real, but that does not translate to the TV budget of the uh, Caravan of Courage. And by the way, I also want to mention that it wasn't called Caravan of Courage when it came out, was it? Like, I don't I remember that. No, I don't think that's what it was. It was called like an Ewok adventure or something. I don't remember it being called Caravan of Courage when I first saw it on TV. Uh, but I think they renamed it after the second one came out. The second one was the Battle for Endor. And I think that was, um, they want to kind of differentiate it between the two. So they called it like an Ewok adventure 
Caravan of Courage, and then an Ewok Adventure Battle for Endor. So that's what they ended up doing. But uh, overall, I thought, uh, now I, I, it's funny how well I remembered it. I re really remember distinctly watching this on TV. I remember the parts at the beginning where you see the parent, the, the weird part, here's the premise of this, and this is a, you know, spoilers for a movie that's- It's depressing. Almost 40 it's years old. surprisingly depressing. <laughs> Well, listen, so they, they, they crash like this. It's about and I, I can't determine and I was trying to determine where this takes place in the timeline. Right. Does it take place after Return of the Jedi or before Return of the Jedi? So and I don't think there's any indication in the film. I could not figure it out if it was before or after. I mean, Wicket seems to be pretty good with English or, or whatever they call the language <laughs> in Star Wars. Bas what That's right. Basic basic um but uh wicked is pretty good with it but he could just be really good with that kind of stuff so I, it's hard to tell if he's already had the experience of meeting princess leia and all the other people or or if it's after that uh because there's no mention of the empire or anything like that this is simply a family crash lands on andor the parents are stupid oh man these parents are dumb of the, these kids like they they just take off they, they crash land you see them get out of the, the ship and they're like oh my god what happened to the kids i don't know let's go look for them and then they walk they run off meanwhile the kids are like inside the ship somewhere they they i guess were knocked unconscious you know <laughs> so the kids come out of the ship and they're like where are mom and dad so that's the premise that's the opening part that's a bit lame but once we get into it it's fun it's lots of ewok fun they have this great scene where the ewok is like flying on the hang glider at the beginning he's looking for his kids um, the language of the Ewoks is really cool too. It's called Ewokese. Who knew? I didn't know that's what it was called. And I learned that I learned that from from using the subtitles. The subtitles came on. Just it also helps me keep track of all the names because all the Ewok names were. Uh, although there were lots of common like uh, uh, Wicket, Low Gray is in this one as well. Um, who's the kind of the medicine man person in the Ewok tribe? Um, and I think that uh, you know it, it's a lot of Ewok. If you like the Ewoks. Uh, in the first, in the third movie, in Return of the Jedi, then you'll like this. Now, that, that being said, there's a lot of people who didn't like the Ewoks in that movie, right? <laughs> but Well, but you're right when you say um, there's a big difference in quality of Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the, well, to the thing generally the special effects are pretty bad in this like they yeah. had uh they have a claim a really bad claymation it, i thought it was supposed to be like the the rat the giant rats from the princess bride it's kind of like that the rotus's or what are they called rats of unusually large size whatever they call them um it looks like that but it's really bad claymation like the face is cartoony and it's not really well done at all uh and then the other one was the spider um which was like they get into this part so the, the story so they basically they're, they have to go find their parents their parents have been captured by a giant a giant monster um uh, who's just a giant it's a big like literally a giant like jack of the beanstalk and they've been captured they're being kept in a cage and they have to go uh rescue them so the two kids uh, the boy and the girl um you know they they travel with the ewoks to the fortress and to the mountain really it's a mountain to rescue the parents and that's the caravan of courage right they have to do the caravan and they have to find people along the way and it's very reminiscent of, of other kind of adventure uh quest movies like conan or um even like uh, uh willow is a good example speaking of of uh, warwick davis who plays uh wicked in this and he also plays willow um so the, it, it does have a really good kind of quest movie vibe to it and i really did enjoy that part of it the kid who plays the older brother boy is he trying hard he is he is trying like heck to, to put in a good performance and at times he does it's weird it's like he can cry that kid can cry on command he's really good at it but his other acting isn't great it's funny it's very inconsistent so it's very funny uh but he's 
trying like hell to, to put in a good performance. And the other kid was pretty much the same, like, oh, no, where's mommy and dad? Like, the little sister is a little whiny and, and kind of like, but she makes friends with Wicked and that kind of stuff. Anyway, I would say that it's, it's a fun movie to watch. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought it was going to. And I think that uh, I do think we should do a watch along for the Battle of Rendor. I think that would be a lot of fun. So wait, wait a sec. What are the next two? Bat- which, which, what, what order do they come in? There's only there's battle for the battle for Endor is the only other TV movie. That's I the one with three. No, there's only two. That's the one with um with the Quaker Oats guy with uh what's his face, um, <laughs> Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, he's in the second one, not in the first one. So I, that was oh, my mistake. Gosh, I well, thought he was in the first one. I, you know what? It's enough of a blur for me. This is what I thought. I thought I'd seen the first two. And that there's a third one where I was just like, enough's enough. And I didn't watch it, but I guess not. I guess, I guess I saw the two that were, that were out. Cause I do, I remember, I remember seeing the Wilford Brimley one. Mm-hmm. And that's when I always say like, that's the one with Geppetto. Cause it's basically Geppetto. Yeah. And, um, but, but I think I remember they did um, a, a movie poster that made the second one look like return of the Jedi and and so I watched it, but it was once again like I was like, oh, bait and switch one more time. <laughs> like, it, like, like I thought, okay, they figured out, they figured it out, but they really, but it really, I mean, maybe I should watch it again and go, okay, it's for kids, fair enough. But uh, I did try to watch some of it on YouTube a year ago, and I was like, oh no, I can't do it. But I but I will say the quality is probably better on Disney Plus. Oh, sure it is. Yeah, yeah. It's been like remastered or whatever. But again, it, but it is also the four three, the four three uh, ratio, right? Yeah. It was on TV. It's so funny how that is. Like back when I worked at Blockbuster Video, I used to have to convince people to rent the widescreen version of a movie, and they would always hate it because there's black bars at the top and the bottom of the screen. Well, now we have black bars on the sides of our screens because of all the stuff we watched in the '80s being on TV, right? So that's the problem now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the TVs changed to widescreen, so now everybody can watch widescreen. Um, well. I will. Uh, it it is in keeping though with uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League, which is also in the same bloody ratio because he he, ima- he imagined it on IMAX. I think wasn't that, was that what it was? I don't know why, but yeah, oh, that's something God. we didn't mention when we talked about that yeah. in, on Media Nerds. We did not mention that aspect of it. And that was another thing that drove me nuts. Uh, it's not so much the four three, and they didn't they did do this, but for me, the the big issue with um, when they converted widescreen movies to the to the pan, pan and scan was the issue, right? Yeah. When they did that, they had this weird kind of, they'd have to like pan over to one side of the screen so you could see what was happening there. And it was this artificial looking pan that did not look like a natural camera movement. So it was really, took you out of it. Uh, anyway, so so basically I would say, yeah, the, the, uh, if the, the, the Caravan of Courage, if you liked the Ewoks aspect of Return of the Jedi, this is all that. It's all kinds of more Ewok action, but there's very some very key Star Wars things that are not in this, like any kind of space fighting or space battles. Nope, none of that. Um, no, uh, no. Uh, well, there's no stormtroopers or Empire at all. There's there's some monsters and stuff they've overcome. I would say there is the Force. I'm I'm pretty sure that Low Gray is using the Force in this thing. Uh, I'm just gonna say that because I, I don't want to have to explain any other kind of magic that's in this universe. The Force is enough. To cover all and basically all the things he does with it in this like there's like he casts spells he 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 um can take over the brain he basically takes control of a spider monster so that it, it goes like it's all stuff that you can do with a force they just do it in a different way so i think it is essentially the force that the ewoks are using and so there you go you walk i thought it was just magic no i thought he was just a medicine man well he is but he is like they give him they give medicine like for when they first rescue the kids uh the little girl is sick and she's got some kind of fever and she's like i don't know they never really tell you what it is but the ewoks give her medicine for it (laughs) 
it's lovely that you can go to you can crash land on a alien planet uh and these furry little creatures who live there have something that will work with your metabolism and, and not poison you i'd be afraid to eat anything off that planet are you kidding me oh no kidding but <laughs> Does that mean that Law Gray is in charge of the vaccination effort? Yes, on that's, Andor? that's right. He's, he's setting up the clinic clinic as we speak. He's getting all those all those Ewoks vaccinated. Um, anyway, what, what, yeah. age, what what age group are they up to? I don't know. How long do Ewoks <laughs> live? I don't even know how long Ewoks live. <laughs> So yeah, there was that, and then yeah, as I said, and then I texted you that and said we'll talk about it on the podcast, and then you said you watched the Boba Fett, uh, which is the tale yeah. of the the loyal Wookie. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Um, um, I don't remember. I don't remember. So this is the I, short uh, that yeah. that was part of the holiday special, and yeah. I did I did rewatch it. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. There's a few things that I forgot about that are in there. I forgot that Boba Fett says "friend" six thousand times, for instance. <laughs> Yeah, which means and, you're, you're, which means you're an enemy, by the way. Well, it does, yeah. But and I thought that was really interesting. And I'm glad they didn't actually go. You know, there there probably was like somebody thought of let's go back and change the voice to be a to be Australian, <laughs> like to match all the other Boba Fets now. But they didn't do that, which is good. No. Um, so they just kept everything original, which is excellent. But the um, but I I think that it, one thing that that stood out to me about this is that. Like, think about it at the time when it came out. This is 1978 when this was released. Um, and anybody, this is still two years away from Empire Strikes Back, but anybody watching that would have gotten a bit of a taste of what was going to happen in Empire Strikes Back, right? Like, Boba oh, totally. Fett working for Darth Vader. That was something that plays out. So that's, it provides a bit of a tease, uh, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, and I, I like, uh, I mean, he, I mean, Bo- Boba Fett does everything except kind of say, I'm a bad guy. Um, but that, but Luke Skywalker's like, he seems like a friend, <laughs> like yeah. Luke, Luke, Luke's ways of the force are pretty weak in that cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but R2D2 knows right away that you should not trust Boba Fett. He knows yeah. right away. He knows more than Luke knows in this particular cartoon. Um, what, what did you think of, um, one of the things I forgot about is how their fate, their faces kind of shape shift throughout the. <laughs> Yeah, and that um, I, mean, I, I don't see the information here about. But by the way, it's called the uh, it's called the uh, story of the faithful Wookiee, um, and it, it basically the story is about Boba Fett teaming up with uh, with um, Chewbacca to get uh, to get a, It's not a it's not a vaccine, but it's something. It's some kind of cure uh, for this sleep. He has to hang upside down. Yeah, yeah. To cure him. That's a, yeah. that's a funny. That's that's. I'm surprised that that's never been in a movie because that's funny. Well, they hang, well, it's kind of like when Luke was hanging upside down, and again, in Empire, yeah. uh, where he's hanging upside down from the top of the cave, right? So, again, a little bit of teasing for that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, the faces and, and the animation. So, it was not – sorry, I'm going to um, – I should look this up. I should have had this before. But um, it, says, it says, this animated short was originally part of the Star Wars Holiday Special, which only aired on television once on November 17th, 1978. It features the first on-screen appearance of Boba Fett, who was developed for The Empire Strikes Back, the original Star Wars cast returned to provide the character voices. They were all done by the by the original cast members. It's really good, but I think it's just Luke, Leia, and Han, right? That's the only three characters yeah. other than Chewie. So they would have. But I thought I thought part. Han Solo's dialogue was uh, it's like uh, it was almost like um, what do you want to call it? Han Solo trope. Like yeah, kid, <laughs> we'll get going. All right, let's go. Okay, this is great. Like, yeah. it's a, it's a- <laughs> it was like Harrison Ford barely wanted to be there, right? He literally phoned that in. It's it's a lot like uh, the guy who does the voice of of Han Solo for Lego and stuff like that. Like there's a guy yeah. who does a really good Harrison Ford impression, um, 
And uh, that's kind of what he sounds like in this too. So, but it, it really was Harrison Ford, which is very, very cool. Uh, I'm just looking up this. Oh yeah, it was because so produced by Toronto-based Nelvana. Nelvana did the did this uh, Canadian animation studio. So yeah. that's cool. That's very cool. So that's kind of why. And and again, I've said this, I've said this that that company was also involved with heavy metal. So there are some similarities in the animation style yeah. uh, between this um, this cartoon and the uh, the uh, heavy metal, which was amazing. That's an amazing cartoon. Well, they, um, I actually thought after I watched it, I thought, you know, seeing the Mandalorian on a sea serpent's back is pretty cool. And that would be very hard. It'd be hard to pass up showing something like that in Mandalorian season three, I thought, or even the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I think uh, we need to see that in live action. It's too cool. It is cool. It is very cool. And I liked, I liked that they did that stuff. It kind of speaks to what they were like. They're really the back then the possibilities were endless with this yeah. franchise, right? There was nothing else. All that existed was the movie and that was it. The first movie. So that's the pot. That's why they, they created the green uh, bunny Jackson, right? That, that whole thing. You're like, Hey, green bunny. Why not? Let's have Boba Fett riding a sea serpent. Why not? Like that whole, like just kind of anything goes. And I'm sure a little bit of a, a drug, as well <laughs> that's right a little drug use for sure but yeah. uh I, but i i think the thing that opened it up to all that was the cantina i think okay. i think if george if george lucas had not put the cantina in there i don't think we would have been subject to as many zany aliens between movies as we were because that made it easy for anyone to go well there's every kind there's the wolfman for instance so if the wolfman's in the bar then we can have uh like uh, space monsters and we can have sea serpents. We can have anything like space bunny, whatever, whatever exists, like whatever you want to create, it can't exist in this universe. Yeah, and, they, and, they've, and they've kept up with that over the years as well. Like they've yeah. basically had a scene like that in almost every Star Wars movie since. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great little short. I think that it does uh, benefit from being separated from the, the holiday special a little bit. Viewing it on yeah. its own, you really get a sense of like, okay, this is just a standalone story. So taking it out of context, I think it works really well. But again, I would really, as we said last episode, I'd really like for them to release those other aspects of the, um, the holiday special. Maybe they will. Well, and uh, something else that I never made the connection uh, between on the holiday special before is I know B. Arthur's song is one more drink, friend. And she says friend 10,000 times. Boba Fett says friend 10,000 times. I think the key takeaway from the holiday specials, we're all friends. In the end, right. we're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> Even right. when we're enemies. Even when you're friends. spying on uh, being spying on somebody for Darth Vader. Even when you're a golden girl serving up drinks at the corner of the galaxy, (laughs) you're all going to be friends. (laughs) She wasn't a golden girl yet. Um, Okay. And then um, she was going to (laughs) be. She was. Yes, that's true. So uh, and the other thing that I watched a little bit of, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I started watching was the Clone Wars uh, shorts, which is it's weird that they've actually combined them all into like a single like it's an hour long piece. Uh, Basically, all these shorts put together and I guess season one, season two. Yeah. Something like that. I don't want that. I want individual. I want to yeah. watch them individually. Yeah, I really did. I was expecting that as well. And I was wanting to watch yeah. it because then I could just watch one and then go do something else, come back and watch one. And so I've been I've, I've been doing that kind of, but I've just been on the same thing. Like I just press pause or press stop and then I go do something else. But I, I, I like watching them one at a time. I don't think it works as well when they're combined together. Yeah, I, I and I agree. I, I, I actually wanted to rewatch some of them 
uh, in particular. Like the, and, the big um, Mace Windu episode, well, but I don't know right. where it is. <laughs> like I have to fast forward through the whole thing to find Mace oh, Windu. It'll be at the end of whatever one you want to watch. So you have okay. to watch everything all the way through probably. Yeah. But um, so I, you know, I'll probably get around to watching those again, but I mean, I've got all the action figures that are based on, on those here. I love, I love the design of it. I just like the whole, I, I like everything about it. But yeah, I'd rather just watch them in bite-sized pieces. I think I'd appreciate them more. Yeah, I agree. Um, and isn't that how they're on the DVD you have? Is that how they're presented? I don't. I. I it's a good question. I don't remember watching them all at once. So um, I, I'm going to have to go back and check that out. I'm not. I, mm. Not 100 percent sure. I don't think so, but I might be wrong. Okay. Cool. And then the other big news this week, of course, was the, or last week rather, was the uh, kind of cast announcement for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And they released this nice graphic uh, with all these faces yeah. in it. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. So there's 12 people in here. Um, and so should we go through all of them or what do you want to do with this? Well, there's a few. I mean, it's all, I mean, at this point, it's all speculation, what we might see or, but there's absolutely some stuff in here that's a given and uh, I have a couple of guesses All right. about stuff so, in here as well. And, and also who's missing, but who probably will still be in the show. Right, yeah, because there's going to be some surprises and some cameos and yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Um, now, have, have they said yet when this is taking place? Have they absolutely said that it is taking place between yeah. um, three and four? Ten years after um, Revenge of the Sith. Right, there you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, directed so by Luke Deborah is Chow. Luke is about ten years old, I guess. That's right, and it says the series marks the, yeah marks the return of Hayden Christensen in the role of Darth Vader. So we have, of course, the two yeah. most obvious people on here: you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Now, do you think we're going to get like Hayden Christensen for the bulk of the series? I always assumed it was just going to be like a one episode thing or something. But you think he's going to come back? You never know with these announcements. You just don't bloody well know. That's the problem. Yeah, like what does that mean that he's in, is yeah. he only in one episode? Is he in every episode? Is he the bad guy in this? Like does, is there more that happens between Obi-Wan and, and uh, Darth Vader or something? Like there's got to be more to happen there, right? Star Wars has rolled out many, many announcements with big stars singing and dancing their way out onto a stage and then barely appearing in films. Um, including Captain Phasma herself and like <laughs> some others. Right. Um, and sometimes the more they praise the actor, the less the actor is actually in the damn thing that we've had a little bit of that too. Even Max von Sydow was rolled out with huge fanfare and it was like, okay, well, I got to get killed. Bye. Like right at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so I, and I would say I, that what's his face yeah. from um, uh, Benicio Del Toro as well, a little bit. Yeah. Right. That was a bit of a letdown. Like I was excited that he was cast and then it wasn't really much in the movie much. Um, yeah, not only that, he was like, okay, see, I got to go. I'll, I'll be back in the last movie. And then it's like, nah, maybe not. <laughs> so <laughs> you just, you just, you can't, whatever, whatever Star Wars rolls out, you just can't like, don't let your imagination go too far because they can do whatever they bloody well want. And, and they often do. Yes. And uh, uh, we're, there's two eras of Star Wars. There's the, we're not giving you anything you want era of Star Wars. And then there's the wish fulfillment, but going in the wrong direction, Star Wars. And so I'm not sure which which one this is yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, other notable names on here that I, uh, they're just going to go off who I know. Camille Nanjiani. That's an interesting uh, casting choice. I have an, I have a guess for him. Okay. Go ahead. Droid. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, I mean, he's normally the comic relief, right? That's kind of yes. what he does. So for him to be a wisecracking droid, I think that would make. Has yeah, that makes be. sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be. Uh, he's our droid. I'm going to say, but I could be wrong. Okay. But I think he is fun. He's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. He's great. He's also in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe too, eh? He's in the Eternals yeah. movie or whatever coming out. So he's right. he's got a. If he is a if he has a recurring character in this that could end up in other places, then he's set. He's he's got a character in Star Wars. He's got a character in Marvel. What else could you want? Right? What else could you want? <laughs> Same with Ming Ming Na Wen has that as well. Ming Na Wen yeah. is in Mar in in uh, Agents of Shield and in the Mandalorian, and now she's in the Book of Boba Fett. So. There's another actor who's uh, who's set. So we have Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Joel Edgerton. Um, yeah. Joel Edgerton has done. He's he's kind of more known as like for little smaller parts, character roles. Um, he was in Bright. I don't know if you remember that. He was the guy who had all the makeup on. He was the orc guy on yeah. um, in, in against uh, orc, um, opposite Will Smith. He was his. Well, uh, we know who he is in this, right? Do you know? No, who is he? He played him actually a briefly. Oh, in the he's he's uh, Owen. That's right. He's Uncle Owen. That's right. Oh, I forgot which, about that. Which means Bonnie uh, is Aunt Beru. Right. Oh, is so she plays it? Aunt Beru in the uh, prequels. Oh, there you go. Bonnie okay. Piesi? Yeah, I don't know yes. how you say her last name. Yeah, and she looks so different in this photo. I didn't even recognize her as and Joel Edgerton. It's funny because, yeah, you're right. He, but he was very, he had no beard back then. Right. And, and very baby-faced and very young. And he had no lines, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't remember that much about him. But uh, there you go. That's cool. So the, so that that means that we're going to see Luke's home, and we're going to see Luke as a child, right? Right. And so who is missing here? Well, who? Who's what Luke? actor's playing? T who's playing ten-year-old Luke? Yeah. Jake Jake Lloyd? Nope. No, it's not Jake Lloyd. He's not. Somebody's 10 anymore. playing. No, he's not. Somebody's playing a uh, ten-year-old Luke who is yet to be announced. Yeah, and it's right? got to be an Even unknown from a distance. It's got to be an unknown. Yeah. Otherwise, they would make a big deal out of it. It was like a, a famous child actor that we knew. Then they would say, "So it's got to be an be? unknown." I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can't even think of a child actor that would fit the bill. But there, there might be somebody that we're just so, not thinking about. So, do you think we're going to see uh, Luke as a child, and then we'll see him with like showing talent in the Force? Maybe some kind of hints as to what's to come. Boy, that's interesting. I, I, I personally think we're not going to see much of him, and maybe none of it. Maybe distance, Luke. Dis like we did like, in Rebels, yeah. Right, like just enough to to kind of like get the point across. I don't know though. Like we could be really surprised. That's one of the things I really don't know how much of that we or how little of that we're likely to see. I mean, mm -hmm. we've also got um, isn't Indira Varma uh, from Game of Thrones? Yes, she is. Yes. And so Correct. I think um, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say she's the love interest of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, okay. Do you think? I don't know. Do you think that's possible? I mean, it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he is a hermit on Tatooine. So, uh, and he's never had a love interest. That's nope. never been a part of that character arc. So, Well, not that we've seen, like, maybe in the expanded universe or whatever, but not in... Not in um, that that we've ever seen and like unfold in the in the uh, movies or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know who. Do you know who anyone else is in this list? Oh yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is of course the son of uh, Ice Ice uh, Cube, right? Ice Cube, right? Is that oh, is that true? Yeah, that's absolutely that's Ice Cube's son. Yeah, who I played, did not I, know who played Ice Cube in the movie about um, NWA. Um, really? Yeah, oh yeah, no absolutely. Way. Played his dad. Yeah, it's a great movie. Have you seen the movie? Wow. It's a great movie. Um, 
Did I see that? I don't know if I did. I can't remember. Uh, I, I, I know I might have. I don't know. Uh, I know the name Rupert Friend. I don't remember what he's from. Homeland. Um, Homeland. Okay. Uh, there's other stuff too. He's been around. Yeah, for a and while. other stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Homeland is like I can say with great certainty, having watched the first three seasons, that it. Yeah, he's like a major part of that show. Okay. Uh, Sung Kang is probably best known for his uh, role in the Fast and Furious uh, series. Um, and he, uh, I remember he came in, the uh, movie he showed up in first was uh, Tokyo Drift, which is uh, most people's least favorite Fast and Furious movie, but I actually quite like that one. I actually like that better than most of the other ones. So there's that. <laughs> uh, and I don't know who the other, uh, Benny Safdick, I don't know who that is. Safdie? Safdick? Safdie? I can't, is that can't read C? it. Is that an, I'm looking, I'm looking up that person because that person looks familiar too. He's been in some other stuff, but nothing I've seen. Okay. So no word. So the, the the series started shooting this month. It's shooting right now. No word yet on when it's coming out. So we're thinking probably after. Like if we're looking at the the uh, um, the book of Boba Fett coming out this fall, we're probably thinking maybe next spring. Hey. Yeah, like uh, probably. I mean, I, I I although you know I I'm still very surprised at how fast they turned around season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah, it could be faster than we think. Uh, boy, it's so tough to know. And plus, we got Cassie and Andor shooting at the same time or right. already. That one must be close. I'll bet you that one will be first, right? Actually, you're right. You're probably right. Yeah, if, if we're thinking about like when they're going to actually release yeah. these things, then Cassie and Andor probably will come out first. Uh, but we will get the Book of Boba Fett is for sure coming out in the fall. Yeah. I'm. December. I think they're. Gonna, I think they're going to leave. Or sorry, yeah, not not the fall. And I think they're going to leave Mandalorian season three until the following. December like I think we're I don't think we're gonna get uh, Mandalorian season three until then and so in the meantime we're gonna get we'll get season one of Cassian we'll get season one of of Obi-Wan and season one of Book of Boba Fett yeah lots of Star Wars TV shows wow crazy and then we and then you're right you also pointed out Hayden Christensen in this and yeah like as Darth Vader so are we gonna get flashbacks I think we have to I think we have to like why would Hayden Christensen say, all right, I'll put on the uniform again. I'll whatever, I'll smash out my eyepiece once so everybody can see my, like the classic, like, oh, look, it is him underneath the mask or like in the back to tank. I, I don't think that's enough. I think they have to give, they have to give us a flashback. It's gotta be a dream. If you get him in a dream, then you can get Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon in a dream. I thought, I think, I think Liam Neeson's gotta be in this, right? Is that you think that you think it's gonna be the cameo is Liam Neeson? It has to be. I mean, when I'm thinking about it, like it's it's like how else could you ever get Liam Neeson back unless unless it's in this, you know? Like I think I don't think they're they're, they don't have a project that I can think of where it would make sense unless they have one based on his character, which would be cool. I mean, I I wouldn't dislike that at all if they did that, but I just think it's just almost too good to pass up. Well, that and and if it's really a series about Obi Wan. Then it is about his growth and his his yeah. how he changed and and Qui Gon was his Jedi master so Qui Gon has a lot of influence over of of, of how Obi Wan grew up right or or became a Jedi so I would love yeah, yeah I'd love to see some flashbacks maybe get to see like Obi Wan training as a young yeah. uh, uh, Jedi with Qui Gon uh, or Qui Gon could appear to him as a Force ghost like Qui Gon is the guy who figured that all that out right so he could do that he could show up as a Force ghost at some point. Remember when in uh, everybody's everybody was expecting at the end of um, Revenge of the of the Sith that um, oh no wait a sec yeah Revenge of the Sith yeah. 
every everybody uh, and Yoda's like, I've been talking to Qui Gon, and we're like, we're gonna see Qui Gon, and then we didn't. Yep. <laughs> we didn't show him. Yep. But apparently, I think they did shoot that. I think they did. So they they might even be able to go back to whatever he said there and use it again, or um, get Liam Neeson in for um, for uh, to do it again. But um, I, I just think, and once again, that opens up opportunities of force ghosts and flashbacks and all kinds of stuff that could be really, really interesting. And if you got, hey, if you have Obi-Wan Kenobi in the desert, he can have visions as well. Like that's, a, that's an old, old, like that's biblical style storytelling. If you know, you're stuck in the desert and you have visions. So I think that's possible. I also think there's one actor who might be missing here. Who's that? Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm. The um, what's his face that plays Han Solo? Given the uh, oh well, hey, that's good. Maybe no. Who are you thinking? It's possible. I was thinking the only one that I think has to be has to be a guarantee. Ray Park. Oh Darth yeah, Man. of course. Doesn't he? Yes. That's that makes sense. It um, has to be. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, we have I mean, Vader they, running around, so why we do we do? Need him? Yeah, we don't. Him. Maybe for a season two or something. Like maybe if, if, they, oh. if they, they continue it on, but because I mean, we saw the conclusion of that in Rebels. Like they did have a uh, uh, conflict between Obi Wan and, and Darth Maul in Rebels. So, well, they the question is, would they have run into each other again before that? Before they run into each other, and that was on Tatooine. It was like yeah. pretty close to the beginning of A New Hope when that happened. So. Yeah, I don't know if, if uh, they would have him in this season or if they might wait for, for season two for that one. But they do, yeah. they certainly wanted to work with him. Like, again, I watched yeah. Solo not too long ago, and, and, you know, they really wanted him to be part of this. They made a big deal out of it when he was in Solo. So, But, oh, let's not forget that Cassian Andor takes place uh, like at an well. interesting time, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's uh, there's all kinds of opportunities here to – to use different actors, right? Like yeah. it, uh, when you're dealing with that time zone, but that's still the time frame that we have lots of action going on in already. Yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm also, and but so that's great. I mean, and you got to use these actors while they're still around. You got to do it. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still um, excited to see something that takes place outside of the, um, of prequel, original, and um, and post original trilogy time frame. I just think it'll be. Um, it's just, just the idea, like when, when, when you noted that, um, in the, in the Boba Fett cartoon, it's like, Hey, everything's open. It's like, whatever you want to do. I think that's what the promise of, uh, something that takes place in a whole other era is like, yeah, that's what like, makes, it opens it up. That's what makes the Mandalorian exciting and the book of Boba Fett. Cause they're both taking place in that that open like a 30 year gap between movies yeah. right and yeah we do have now we have two other series the Endor series and the obi-wan series taking place in the 10 10 year span uh between uh before a new hope so whatever whatever Andor is doing is going to lead directly into rogue one um and then whatever obi-wan is doing is going to lead directly into uh, a new hope right which both kind of tie together so that's kind of bring that up but you're right there's a lot going on there so i don't know that we're going to get a ton like i don't know how much they can really do in that space i mean we might only get like two or three seasons of this show and that's it um because i, I wouldn't want to see like a 10 season run of uh obi-wan because it's not enough time to tell a good story or it is yeah. too, you know too much time i'm glad they're doing it though i really I, oh yeah i, I really am now yeah. uh, i think the one thing that they're just going to throw <laughs> I've been thinking about this too, because one of the things that bugged people about the prequels was the aging of the actors and the age they are in the prequels versus the age they are in A New Hope. And I think the one thing that's probably they're not going to spend a lot of time on is uh, 
the aging of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the aging of Owen Lars, the aging, like they, they, they are crusty old men in a new hope, particularly Owen Lars. I don't know. I like what are, and we're talking about uh, 10 years after uh, revenge of the Sith. What, how, what is the aging process going to look like? Because that's the one thing that 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 bugs people, and that's never been explained. It's like the hot Tatooine, the double suns on Tatooine must age you fast. But if that's the case, then I would expect to see a lot of people looking significantly older than they look in these uh, glossy photos <laughs> that have been released. They, they're going to have to be aged. Uh, well, I, don't, I think they're going to for that to make sense. Yeah, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to bother with that because they they haven't like. There's been no. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that Tatooine makes you age faster in Star, no, in no, Star but Wars. Nobody's, but, they but need we're, we're, something. Well, they're, they're, that's, that's, yeah, we look at, you look at the actor who played Owen Lars in the original film and you look at Joel Edgerton when he played him in, um, and it was only in the third, right? It was only in mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith that we got that shot of, cause that's when Obi-Wan brings baby Luke to them. Um, so yeah, that, that's, they don't look alike. Uh, it's very, very like night and day and even 20 years doesn't, you know, doesn't add that much no. uh to it so yeah i think they're just gonna like i, I you know obviously they, when they first made the first movie they weren't really planning on showing you know the actors or maybe they were and they just didn't care um but i mean there's not much you can do about it right it is what it is it's just the actors it's like the you know it goes back to the explanation about the klingons in star trek right why do the klingons yeah. have why in the movie version did they have like weird ridges and stuff when they didn't in the tv show and the answer was because we have more money <laughs> that's all it was we had more money to put more makeup on make them look more alien so we did that and that's that's all it is so continuity meant nothing back then and no. neither did neither did canon neither, neither did a bunch of nerd nerds uh crying canon every two seconds right that yeah. that, that never used to happen but uh okay but how about this obi-wan kenobi white beard uh maybe Maybe uh, they could do that. They could do that. Right? Yeah, they could give him a beard and haircut closer to Alec Guinness. In actually, that that seems like a pretty like a pretty reasonable um, thought. Uh, I think that that that's something that we'll see him looking, or or maybe see him transition over the course of the series into looking more like the old Obi Wan that we know. Right there was that, and, and that's I mean the best. I thought that when the prequels first came out, the one thing I remember thinking very clearly when I first saw the trailer for the very first um, trailer for Phantom Menace, I couldn't believe how much Ewan McGregor looked and sounded like Sir Alec Guinness. Like he did a really yeah. good job, right? He, he sounded did. exactly like him. Um, and and so that I, I it's just going to be more of that. Like he's such a good actor. He's so you know he does a great job with this stuff. So I'm not worried about that at all. I just thought of how they could start this. They could have uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi sitting at a museum and little kids come. Oh, well, sorry, that's Lone Ranger. <laughs> it's I was going to say, joke. He, he can ride his, how about he rides his motorcycle across Tatooine with his friend <laughs> and with his best friend and they can ride all the way and then just, just record it the whole way, all the way around Tatooine, long way around Tatooine. I think you're getting this confused with that recent Star Trek movie where with Captain Kirk racing around on a motorcycle for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what anyway. was that? What was that called again? <laughs> that was the start of Star Trek. That was the first Star yeah, Trek. But what movie. was 
No, but that was the most recent Star Trek. Oh, was movie. it Beyond? Yeah. Oh, Beyond. Right, right. Where he was racing around on a motorcycle at the end, and you're like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I completely show. forgot about that. Actually, I didn't even realize that that. that it's had the happened. only part I remember, just okay. because it was so confusing, <laughs> with with a bunch of other actors standing around, going, looking at him. It didn't. Make, none of it made any sense. But I think uh, if Obi Wan gets on a motorcycle, I'd be surprised. But if he gets on a speeder bike. However, I think that that might very well happen. That might oh, happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't think happen. I I don't think he'll visit the Tatooine Museum. I don't think that'll happen. Hey, <laughs> is there a are Tatooine there, Museum? Is are there, there museums in Star? Oh, there's libraries in Star Wars. Are is there museums? Have we ever seen a museum? Not that I know of, but that doesn't uh, mean they don't exist. Uh, someone, one of our listeners, will help us out if they know. I don't of think a so. Museum. I don't. I, can, I, don't you, I think of like in, in the prequels when we see like Obi or we see Yoda training the young younglings, like we see that, and the, and yeah. Obi Wan does some research right when he's trying to track yeah. down all that stuff. So, um, I'm sure there's museums. There's artifacts, and there's like uh, the Emperor uh, Emperor Palpatine collected, like had the room with the Sith painting, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think that was open to the public. <laughs> <laughs> And that's to be fair, that's actually a pretty common Star Wars villain trope when you think about it. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, the guy from oh, Solo, right. Paul Bettany from Solo, had a nice little collection going on. Um, even so they uh, do exist. Yes, Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes. Although not a, in live action, but in Rebels, he has art, and in the books as well, he has art uh, from various. You have to note to, in order to understand a species, you have to study its art. That's a big Thrawn thing. So. Yeah. So, so they, so Star Wars has private collections, but no public museums that yeah. we're aware of. Yeah. All the bad guys <laughs> buy up all the art in the Star Wars <laughs> universe. That's it. All the villains, they need to have and their helmets and, and weapons. Love, and yeah. Yeah. They, they love, they love hoarding that stuff, but they don't, they do not like charging admission to let, no. the, let anyone just come in and see no. it. No, that's right. You have to they, steal it. <laughs> or you have to have some sort of, some kind of meeting with him. And so you that's can see right. Yeah. That's anyway. right. Exactly. All right, so there you go. That's the uh, new cast of, of the Obi Wan series. Very excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, whenever, oh, it comes I can't out. wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's great to see Ewan yeah. McGregor back in the role. And I just finished up uh, Long Way Up, which is his oh. uh, the the latest version of that series. Again, Apple TV Plus. I'm just a big ad for Apple TV Plus right now because pretty, pretty much all I'm watching. Um, but yeah, Long Way Up is very good. If you like Ewan McGregor, you'll love that. Uh, yeah. Anything else we should talk about today before we wrap up? I have not been to a store in many moons to see what the Star Wars merch is like. No. Um, but I might, um, my, um, I don't know if you're like me, or how, how are the socks and underwear holding up in this pandemic there, Dan? Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost due for a trip to the store for that, for sure. See, same with me. So I think as early as today, I'm going to go to a good old like mall somewhere. And while I'm there, I might just check out uh, what's going on with uh, Star Wars merch. I might be surprised at how much there is because... I just don't think, I mean, I think we're so used to not going to stores at all. There might be a big uh, backlog that I'm un, uh, unaware of. So I'm very much out of the loop on Star Wars merch. I noticed right before we were on the air, I checked quickly and, I, and there were some new toys that got announced today. But apart from that, I haven't, um, I, um, it's been a long time since I purchased any merch and I'm sort of, I'm sort of feeling the itch to tell you the truth. All right. I, I want to, I got to get out there and buy some socks, underwear and Star Wars merch. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Well, well, let's talk about that next episode then. Go ahead and buy yourself. Not about yeah, the underwear socks, and socks. No, no, no. no. <laughs> about the Star Wars merch. I don't care. Maybe about I'll, buy un, I'll buy under ruse. And so I'll cover both, uh, both Star animals. Wars underwear, right? Yes. Just like you had when you were a kid. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> 
That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. I'm taking an awful risk, man. This had better work. Where did you dig up that old fossil? That's no moon. No, I.